<laughs> Glad you sir. Glad you survived. <laughs> now, I just want to make a statement and let you know we have never lost a student when we sent them out walking around Cairo, Egypt, at least not for like an extended period of time. Um, it is such a privilege to be here with you guys. Um, thank you for worship today. <clears throat> okay, I got to talk what I'm going to talk about, and we'll get back to worship today. Um, I want to first, so I live in Cairo, Egypt. I actually flew in on Saturday evening, and I fly back out uh, tomorrow evening. And you, you guys are great, but your state, not so much. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I mean, God is good all the time, but it's cold out there. Um, it was 82 in Cairo yesterday. I mean, it's going to be cold next week. I think our, our lows are going to get like 49 at night. So, you know, I pray for me that I can survive that. I don't. You guys have helped me learn how to endure through the cold. Um, let me show, uh, I want you to see my family, a slide, a picture of my family, because I kind of feel like they're one of the best parts about me. Um, that's, that's them. Uh, not the camel, the <laughs> ones on the right. Um, my husband, Paul, and uh, Eliana, and Jolene, Ellie and Jojo. So we've been in Cairo, Egypt for five years, and that is, those are the pyramids. Uh, we live like 20 minutes from the pyramids. Um, I take the girls to school on, by camel every day. Not so much. Cairo is a city of 25 million people, and it feels like they're all on the road at the same time, um, trying to keep me from taking my girls to school every day. But we absolutely love living in Cairo. It is a unique place. And our job, our main kind of task there, one of our main roles, is study abroad and internships. So that's one of the main things, like later when you find me, I want to talk with you about study abroad, what you can do when you come and spend a semester with us. We promise to take care of you. If you want, I'll even talk to your parents at home and promise to take care of you. I'll feed you. You can cry on my shoulder. You can, I, you could call me mom. I mean, like, we'll take care of you, but we're going to push you hardcore, too. So if you want to talk about study abroad and the opportunities there, please come see me sometime today because um, it could be an incredible experience. But Cairo, Egypt is a unique place. Um, I might talk a little bit more about that. But um, what I wanted to talk about today, well, after Christy spoke yesterday, shoot, if you were not convicted, you are not breathing, like, and so I was like, well, I can't, I can't compete with that. So I decided to kind of take a different route. And um, I've decided to tell you that you're not the light of Jesus and the world doesn't need you. Amen. Welcome to a missions message. Um, you're not the light and the world doesn't need you. Okay, now I'll get to that in a minute. Though I want to, I kind of want to use something to illustrate that. See, in my previous life, um, I was a theater teacher. Uh, how many theater people we got? I miss teaching theater. Um, I actually worked, my husband and I worked at the University of Valley Forge in Pennsylvania for eight years where I got to teach theater. Um, and so I want to give you a quick technical theater lesson, a lighting lesson. As you can notice, I've got some pretty intense backlight coming on. Did you notice that? Like how it's glowing right there? So 
like one of the lighting things that we talk about that we tell our actors is how important it is for you to find your light. All right, like as an actor, um, you know, we want things to be seen, so we tell, you know, find your light. You know, I, oh, it drives me crazy when I've got an actor who's delivering an important message and they're like half-shadowed and, oh. Um, so we got, it's, it's about finding your light. Like what is the optimum light that you can choose so that when you're performing a scene, like all the emotion is seen, people can see what's going on in your face. Um, but it like, Light has such an incredible effect. Like you can use light for shadows. Like it, it's gonna, it's it's gonna give different angles. Different colored lighting will affect the emotion. So lighting is hugely important. Now I kind of had like a tech theater background, so I had a tendency, like a lot of the techies, to be like actors are really just decorations on set. What techies do really is what matters. Shout out to techies, love you guys. Um, so the light is a hugely important part of a production. It interacts with different actors differently too. Um, I, I love how I watch some, some actors, the way that the light like absorbs their face, like there's different people that, the way that their eyes shine, like, like the way that their eyebrows are shaped, like it affects the light. I spend a lot of time watching this. So lighting is also affects the individual and has an impact and a different kind of feel based on the individual. Okay, so now let's take this to the scripture. Um, I've got a slide here with a passage of scripture. It's 2 Corinthians 3.18. And it says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. I love that your song, that worship today I already like kind of preached what I was going to talk about, so thanks. Um, but I want to talk about light and reflection. Let's look first at the first part of that verse where it says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. So light represents the glory of God. Now here's the thing. We all have different ways of interacting with light or interacting with the glory of God. Um, here, a lot of times we, we kind of have the sense of like, I don't really want to be fully lit. You know, we're kind of like have this sense of shame. We don't really, if people only really knew who I was, you know, if I'm in the light, people are going to see everything. So I'm just going to kind of, chill back here with just a little bit of light going on, because if only people know. Or maybe we're kind of like, you know, um, light is important, so I'm just going to have a toe in. Um, but I'm not completely sure that I really want to commit to this whole reflecting God's glory thing. That sounds kind of like a big deal. Um, but then there's also the reality that in, in our day and age, people are sometimes looking for different sources of light so that maybe they're like, well, I don't want that big beam, but look, look, I found a light. I think it's a good one. It's a strong one. I'll be fine over here. So we're looking for different kind of lighting sources when all the time we've got the light of God's glory and we're settling for a little sconce on the wall. Mm. 
I've also noticed um, a lot of us tend to do what I call like a flyby lighting. You know, so it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But we're not actually reflecting anything. We just got that kind of fill up and then, and then we leave. Um, so the light of God's glory. It's kind of a heavy task, it seems, right? feels a little like, ugh, God's glory, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta carry that light. Well, where I'm at in Cairo, Egypt, it's a dark place. Uh, uh, yesterday, Christy was talking about all the mosques that are in Cairo and how um, we hear the call of prayer every day, all the time, sometimes starts 4.30 in the morning. You don't always hear it every day, but some days you'll wake up and you feel it before you hear it. Um, so the light shines really bright in the darkness. The way that I reflect the glory of God in Cairo is really noticeable because of the darkness surrounding me. So this whole removing the veil, when I say, all right, God, I am in this for your glory, and I say, shine on me in a dark place, and people are going to notice. They should notice. I should absolutely live my life in such a way that they're saying, there's something about that girl, and it's not just ADD. <laughs> there's something going on in her that is really different. So we live our lives in Cairo trying to be something really different. You know, in Egypt, they ju they're going to assume, because I'm an American, that I'm a Christian, because um, that's what Hollywood has told them. So Hollywood is defining Christianity to the majority of the world. If that doesn't scare you, oh. So part of my life is not just showing the glory of God, but showing it in a way that is unexpected to them. Now, here in the States, there's a lot more light. Like, like you, okay, so you guys are in the States. You're, you're America right here. And, like, look at, like, all this light around. You know, there might be a little stronger light right there, maybe some gaps here. But in America, we've got, we've got radio and TV. Like, I was driving around, and there's a big peach, picture of Jesus on the, on the side of one of the walls. And I found, like, five radio stations that had Jesus music. So there's a lot of light going on. So like, there might be some moments that seem brighter than others, but that, that kind of bright reflection might not be as noticeable, which is why the second part of the verse is important to recognize too. It says, the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. When you are transformed by the glory of God, people are going to notice. When your life is lived just outside of kind of those expected ways of behaving. Now, in Egypt, I can very easily talk about Jesus within the first three minutes of a conversation with someone. To talk about being a follower of Jesus is actually a very simple thing. Way easier than it is here in the States. Um... Honestly, it's, it's, in one sense, it's easier to reflect that glory. I can talk about, I can talk about how I, I prayed and Jesus answered my prayers. I can, I can say that to like 
the people at the grocery store. Say that here in the States, and it's, it's hard, you know? But we're supposed to be changed into his image. People have to recognize the stamp of Jesus on our face. They've got to know that there is something different about us. So it's not just about being the light in a dark place, but it's also about reflecting the light in a lit place. To be lit. Hey. So the thing is, the task is the reflection. Now, here's the thing. Like, like I said, sometimes we kind of try and create our own light. We look to light from a different thing. Sometimes we feel like the burden of the glory of God. Let me tell you, there are times when I'm standing in Cairo. <laughs> My neighbor, I look out on the buildings. I can stand on the rooftops and see with my eyes, more people that are in the state of Minnesota and they're lost and they don't know Jesus. God, it's too much. I can't. I can't. I can't do it all. And I mean, we've got a, a team of people. We've got about 45 people right now being trained in Cairo, learning Arabic, learning how to proclaim Jesus. We've got people that come from North Central who are passionate and love Jesus. But that's 45 people versus 25 million. That burden is too much. Um, I had been in Egypt about two weeks, and I said that to God. I said, mm this is too much, God. The burden is too heavy. And he said, Kristen, the task is mine. The burden is mine. All I'm asking you is to be obedient. And so I found that the only way that I can sustain life in Cairo, Egypt, is to be a reflection, because it's not about me. I am not the light of Jesus. But God has set me free. And that love that we were just praying about, that veil that we talked about, how when we accepted Jesus, the light of his glory shined on us and shines on us. The task is not mine. I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to be smart enough, funny enough. I don't even have to speak Arabic perfectly and God might still use me. As long as I remain focused and reflect that light, as long as my gaze does not stray from that source of light, I'm going to reflect him. The problem is, is that's a very uh, vulnerable position. Which means, am I willing to be that kind of vulnerable? So this is your task. Just remain focused on that light. Almost blinded because of the light of his glory. But in an authentic way that people can see, even when you're shadowed. But they can see that even if your head droops and you feel the shadows, you still make the choice to look up and reflect that light. You're still going to allow that light to show everything about you. I had, um, I was teaching English in our conversation club, and I just asked this general question. I said, uh, what is something that you wish you had? And there's about four people in my group. We went around the group, and... Um, one gal, we came to her, and she said, I wish I had children. 
It was a moment where God is like, all right, Kristen, this, the, this is a moment for you. And I was like, um, and I said, you, so you're not able to have children? She said, no. So I said, you know, um, I have two daughters, and they are a blessing from God. But we had a hard time getting pregnant. We had to go through fertility treatment. And uh, it was while we were working at the University of Valley Forge. We got pregnant. They announced it to the entire student body that we were pregnant. And everybody rejoiced. And then we had a miscarriage. So everybody in the student body knew about that. And we decided to live our grief authentically and out loud. So everybody in the student body campus had access to us. And we said, if you want to see what grief is like, here we are. And so I told this girl, I said, um, about our miscarriage. And she said, how did you handle it? And I said, it was only because of the grace of Jesus. That is the only way that I was able to be carried through. So here's the thing. If I had just kind of like, oh, well, the Lord will help you. Or even if I had just kept it at that one conversation um, and not shown her the authentic struggle of what life was when you're disappointed because you can't get the thing that you want the most. But living authentically with the light reflecting, choosing that I'm going to remain focused on that. That's what our task is, is to remain focused and reflect the glory of God. Um, but there's a song I want to sing. It's an old school song. I, I, I want you to sing it with me. It's a song that's on the next slide. It's a Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Um, I know that you guys probably know this one, so you're going to have to sing with me because you're going to want to sing with me. So let's just, sing, let's just sing this together. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It doesn't say that the things of this earth will go away. It says they'll grow dim. They'll still be there. Like even now, because I've been staring at this light, I can see you, but it's blotchy. I can close my eyes, and you know what I see? The light. Ooh, that preaches. Mm. So what I'm asking you to do now is I'm ask, I would like you to stand. And I would like you to close your eyes. I want you to find your light. Take a second. Reconnect with that source of your light so that the power of his love can flow through you. Find your light. And I know that it's a reality that some of you have probably forgotten where to look. Forgotten what it's like to feel the warmth of his glory on your face. You've committed so much to hiding your pain, your sin, that 
You just don't even want to look up because what if you meet the eyes of a righteous God? You just, I, I, I don't want to look at that. But God made a way so that you can look into his glory and that you can reflect him. So allow Jesus to remove that veil and gaze into the light of his glory. If you haven't, and I know that there's probably some of you that actually have probably never even found the light. You're here and you know, maybe some around you know that you've kind of been faking it. Find your light. Because he is there. And when he reflects you, when he reflects upon you and you live a life authentically open to him, he will be glorified. So let's sing this song one more time. And then if you want to come to the front and pray for a realignment to that light, we'll pray with you. Because I don't want you to step outside of this chapel if you haven't found your light. I promise you, you're going to trip. So let's sing this song again and then come to the altar if you want. We'll pray. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Jesus, reflect. Father, we are yours. We desperately need you. The world desperately needs the power of your glory. Thank you that you're willing to use me as your mirror to the world. So, Father, I look to your light. I align myself with you. Use us, we pray. So come to the altar if you want. If not, leave quietly. But know that God wants to reflect himself in you.